Everybody, uh, John here from Daddy Issues. We are episode. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Why is that so John funny? John from Daddy Issues. Like people know you from the show now. Oh, we I guess some start. people do though. We should start over then. You don't like it? No, no, no. I like it. All right, so here we are, John from Daddy Issues, sitting here with my older son Bronson. Bronson, say hello. Hi, I'm here, and this is uh, episode seven, right? Yep. Which is amazing. It's a beautiful day in uh, South Florida, enjoying the beautiful weather, and we're going to go out after this for uh, uh, to enjoy the sun further. And um, again, Bronson, just a quick little update to give our listeners how we're doing on, on listeners and followers so far. Doing well. Keep going up. I don't know if we should tell everyone every episode what how we're doing because our listeners, our listeners know that they listen. You okay, know, fair enough. What we have the, the we have the people each week coming back listening. What about the Kenya listener? Did they did he come back? You know, let me check. I don't. Let me see. So last episode we had. Listeners from the United States, United Kingdom, and Australia. Right, but the Kenya one did not was not no. last week. Did he come back this week? No, that's what I'm saying. This week we only had U.S., U.K., and oh, Australia. We lost the, all right, we lost the Kenya listener. So I want to go back before we start talking about some things for today. We I'm not going to mention it. We had a um, we started off last week with a very interesting "Would you rather" options, and we posted it on our Instagram. Um, site right instagram site on our instagram page page so rather than we've had a lot of people um give their opinion correct right we asked we asked the would you rathers we posed them to our community and uh we wanted to see what the people thought so we're not going to go through and tell the numbers i think that everybody should go on no but no one can no one else can sit like i have to tell them oh okay all right so let's just i i don't know because i think it's I think yes, people no. want to know. Yeah, and I appreciate people going on our our Instagram uh, site. So, so why our don't you Instagram page? Page, sorry. Okay, <laughs> okay. Our Instagram page. So, Bronson, why don't you give a quick little rundown so people can get all right? An idea. So, we asked, "How do you wipe with your toilet paper when you go to the bathroom?" And seventy one percent of people said they fold, and twenty nine percent said they crumple. So, I'm in the majority of that. You're in the majority. You are in the minority of that. Yeah, very okay. much the minority. Interesting. Okay, let me see. I'm gonna the the. And it was kind of just random for who folded and who crumpled it. I couldn't like discern any pattern. But the other one, the would you rather sit on a cake and eat a dick or sit on a dick and eat cake was pretty close. It was 58% of people would rather sit on a cake and eat dick and 42% would rather sit on a dick and eat cake. And the interesting one with this, so you were, you're in the minority but it's close. Right. But. Are right, you going to go? Here we go. So the breakdown of who voted for what was actually really interesting. Overwhelmingly, the sit on a cake and eat dick was men. Very only one guy voted for sit on a dick. And only one girl voted for sit on cake. Interesting. All Which right. I wonder what the. I got to change my view then. Well, I, just, I wonder why, like, I, I think that's just men don't want to, like, have anal sex. But then also, I don't think women, the women chose to, the women chose to have oral, because that's what. No, normal. no, the guys chose to have oral. The women chose to have it up the ass. Interesting. Yeah. So they don't want to blow somebody? Right. Or Maybe sorry. they're just so used to it 
that they, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Those are but just that- some interesting, some interesting feedback. And we appreciate everyone who, res- who uh, reached out. Right. Right. And can the people post pictures on, on the Snapchat, Instagram site? Um, no. Page? No, they can send things to me, but they can't post. So what is in- what does Instagram do then? It's just like a, a forum for us to post things and people can comment People can direct message me, but they cannot. Go they ahead can't and post. post anything that anyone else can see. No, so they didn't see the survey. They can't see the how. The no, they saw it. They saw the percentages, but they couldn't see who voted for what. Interesting. All right. Well, I just want to thank all our listeners for for interacting with us and giving your feedback, and we uh, we appreciate it. So, what's on the agenda today, Bronson? Well, I, I wanted to bring up this interesting thing that I think we could talk about. Do you believe in? Do you believe like other dimensions? Okay, what? Do you believe in other dimensions? Like other galaxies? No, like dim, like <clears throat> like dim, I don't even know like how. When you watch Mandalorian, they jump through the wormhole and they come in another area. No, no, no. That's like all within the same dimension. I'm saying like alternate realities. I don't know what that even means, Bronson. So, well, I mean, sometimes when I have a conversation with your mother, I think we're both in alternate realities, but no. I mean, there's so many ways to go through this. I want to talk about one thing specifically. So I guess I'll just... So a lot of people believe that there are like other realities, not other places in the oh, galaxy. You mean, like, you mean like the upside down world in um, Sure, show, yeah. That's a way called? in Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Sure. That's actually a great way to think about it. Okay. Understood. So like there are other realities that exist that we don't have access to, but they're there. And okay. there's whole other life so going on. So we're simultaneously sitting here... They could be something else very similar in another reality. Right, in a different dimension. Okay. And they're unlimited. Yeah. And that's actually backed by science. Like science believes in the multiverse, which is like there are multiple universes. Right. And there's infinite of them. So there's so every decision you make in your life splits off into a different universe. Yeah, I, I get it. That's I I don't know. I don't I don't discount it. I don't know. But go on, what's what what's your interesting point? So there's a lot of research that's done. Do you know what the drug DMT is? Nope. So DMT is a drug. It's produced naturally in the brain in low quantities. It's produced like your brain gives a big sh- uh, release of it as you're dying, but it occurs naturally in your brain. Sometimes when you, they say when you are dreaming in, in a low oxygen environment, your brain releases DMT and that's like your dreams are very vivid. But anyways, people have synthesized it and people take it as like a drug, like a like LSD or mushrooms. It's a psychedelic drug. Because yeah, people are amazing. But I mean, that it, your brain literally gives it to you. You take melatonin pills. No, I don't. You take... I don't. You take... I've never taken melatonin. So I'm trying to think of some... You take vitamin D. You take vitamin C pills. Okay, I get it for deficiency, but my point is people want it because they want that what that psychedelic uh, feeling. Or what they, this is where I'm going with this, people who take DMT have experiences that they believe there are them seeing into another dimension. Why can't it be a hallucinogenic uh, vision? Here's why. Here's the, here's the kicker that is really interesting that I am like very curious about. For generations now, people have been taking DMT, and they all experience the same. They're all experiencing the same thing, and they come back from their trip, like when they come down mm-hmm. and they're sober again. They can like the they'll people draw pictures and paint certain things, and they're the same thing across cultures, across decades, yeah, that makes across sense. languages. That makes perfectly good sense. For example, just like if you have 
penicillin or amoxicillin or something like that. That's a drug for a particular purpose to go ahead and has a certain commonality to it and certain same traits or characteristics that work on everybody. If someone, let's say, smokes pot, they go ahead and know that it gives them the munchies, it makes them tired, it makes them uh, laugh. So there's common traits to a particular drug. So why wouldn't they have a similar reaction to be seeing the, the same brain. thing. So I'll tell you what they see. It's okay. wild. They're called machine elves. And they're these beings that exist in this other dimension. And when you take DMT, you go to that dimension or you, you think you're going, whatever you want to believe. And you speak to these beings. They literally, people have full conversations with them and they tell you things about your life. They tell you things about the universe and everyone is like not everyone who takes DMT every time does it, but so many people have experienced these elves, and they're literally described to look like small elves, and they wear hats, and they're like all colorful, and it's across cultures, across languages, and they've appeared in cultures before those cultures even like connected. Like Native Americans have been talking about them for hundreds of years, as well as like African tribal cultures have been talking about them. So you look this up. Yeah, it's like a known thing. People people talk to each other who have talked to the elves and compare stories and I got to look this up. So how wild is that? Why are people why then are more people not taking DMT? DMT. DMT. I mean a lot of people are. And it's I mean you people take it and it's not apparently I I don't know too much about it, but I don't think there are too many downsides. Like I don't think there's ever been a death from DMT. I don't think it, it's not like cocaine or um, like it doesn't, it doesn't affect your heart. It just makes you halluc- like hallucinate so, and it's quick. It takes like 20 minutes and then you're out of it. We do not endorse DMT and we do not recommend you take it at home. It's a big Joe Rogan thing. He's like a big proponent of it. He's taken it often and he's, he has really right. He's, he's like propelled it into the mainstream. Really? Yeah. I got to research this a little bit. I find, see, I find that interesting. I find that interesting. Yeah. Again, crazy, but I, I I have to believe, and I will. Ha, when you've done your research, have there been medical doctors and scientists that have given opinions related to it? Because so DMT has been illegal to take for a long time because it's a drug. Okay. I think it's like a class one drug. But just now, literally this year, there have been um, tr- like scientific trials with DMT to test the effects of it. And there were apparently, I mean, that's true. And then apparently there are also scientists. This is not true or untrue. I just don't know. It's rumor that there are scientists who have been trying to map out that dimension for years. That they like go on these trips and that they'll even like kill themselves. They'll stop their heart from beating so that they can go for longer in that dimension. And they're trying to map out what that dimension is. And that's a little crazy. But yeah. I'm gonna I mean, read, it all I, sounds crazy. I want to look into this. I fu- That's very interesting. I want to look into it. Where do you find this shit? Was it from Joe Rogan's podcast? Well, th- this is three days ago. From, this is UK secures approval for world's first DMT clinical trials. Psychedelic DMT to enter clinical trials. So, like, it's, it's happening. People are, science is starting to research it. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, so I just I was thinking about that the other day. I th- I think about that often, but I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, that will be an interesting thing to bring you up. Raise to you. These, that's an interesting topic. Yeah, 
I don't know. I don't. Again, I I'm, I need to look into. I find that um, wow, that's crazy shit. But I don't know. I'm so black and white with so many things. I I'm more tangible. So if I can't touch it and feel it and see it with my own eyes, I'm not really one to. You'd have to really convince me. I know you're more open than I am um, to these things. So, but see, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Like I'm super rational, super logical. Fact, but you're not opposed. You, you, I like you're the idea opening. of that stuff. I like thinking about it, but right. I don't. I don't necessarily believe in it. But I believe people. I believe the people who have tripped on DMT. I believe that they did see something, whether it's just their brain making up shit or it was real. I don't know, but I do believe that. See, I think it was their brain making up stuff. It, that, that's, it totally, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah, if I were to make a quick conclusion statement, that would be my opinion. And that's consistent with my personality. Right, but you also believe in like superstitious stuff and... Excuse me. Well, I believe... And stuff that's not based in science. Yeah, but very rarely. But I also, I'm not sure if my superstitious stuff, did I say that correctly? Mm -hmm. Is more out of just habit and and hedging my bets. Does that make sense? Like, all right, what's the downside? I'd rather knock on wood than not because if I'm right, it'll get me through it. But And you also, like you... You just said a minute ago that you are tangible based. Like you need to feel something or see it to believe it. Yes, but I'm there more are like things that. that you like, like the ghost we talked about a couple weeks the ago. The ghost, or even one that's more based in reality. You believe in love. Yes, but I prove think it. How do you prove I that love exists? About, I, I I think that's just like an an innate, like one of your emotions. You you have. Fight, but is it a real thing? Flight, fear. It's a label. It's a label what love is, but I believe that it's a deep feeling you have that you want to be with that person or whatever it is. And I think that you have that. Just like, you know, for example, when your kids are born, you instantaneously love your children. It's no different than when the thousands of wildebeests in the African plains and a baby wildebeest is born. And let's say the hyena is trying to eat, go after that wildebeest. The mother instinctively protects that baby. Now, does that mother protect that baby for the purpose of survival of the wildebeest? Because that's just instinctive. It's just in their DNA. That's right. what I believe. <clears throat> right. I get it. But but my point is, or or you can call it love, whatever it is. It there's a, there's that emotional instinctive. Same thing with your your. Children, you have an instant love. That, that, you know, you don't. I don't even didn't even know you the first when you were born, and I would kill for you the minute you were right, born. So that's the, I think instinctive. Same difference, and and uh, and then what separates m- humans from let's say other types of animals is maybe our compassion and our ability to communicate and our ability to our brain is different. So I don't necessarily believe in love from a word. That's what the conclusory statement is, so we could define it. But do you feel that it's more like you're? Su- like, I believe that it's all from a survival evolutionary standpoint. Like, it, a, a mother who, or someone who's born with a little bit more of a protective instinct over their young, their young are more likely to survive and then pass those genes on than others. So, over like millions of years of evolution, it makes sense for people to want to take care of their young as much as possible. So I think of it from a survival standpoint, but I think that you and I, to be 100% honest, I don't know if I've ever felt love, like like been in love to the point 
where I feel like it's anything more than that. But I feel like you think that it's more than like, <coughs> like when I was born, you've said to me that you like something happened and you felt some shift. Well, you would kill for your kids. So, so look, I, I don't know what you call it, but, and of course it all comes from millions of years ago of instinctive in your body, right? Because why would I, I don't care about wiping my own kid's nose or wiping my kid's ass when they're babies, but I don't want to touch another person's person's kid's nose. It's gross, but not your own kids, right? So I think there's just a instinctive thing you have for your immediate family to protect. But on the same token, like if somebody, if you were upset and you're going to be, you're in your mid twenties, if you're upset, it would hurt me that you're upset because I would, I don't want the person I care about and love to be in pain. So that's more than instinctive to just protect you in a sense where, you know, I think that's, I think it's all parallel and starts and stems from instinctive the, to keep our gene going on, right? Like what you're saying, because from from what we what was like the terminology? Just evolution, evolution. But as human beings, okay, and our ability with the way our mind is, and our ability to um um, um communicate, and then we also have so many different emotions. Right, so we could feel these emotions and, and grow from them and learn from them. That I think, for example, if I say if somebody broke your heart, Bronson, like not literally, but let's say broke your heart and you're upset, as your parent, I want to take that pain away. Now that's not for your survival. It's just because I think we've evolved as human beings to say I don't want any harm, call it whatever degree of harm it is, to come to my children because I want them to be happy and and live good, healthy lives. Right. So, but do you, so basically, so there's a label I, of love to it, then there's a label of love to like, it. Like, do you believe that there's something more in there, like that it's something on another level that's happening? Well, there must be because think about it. So, when your mom and I met, we came from two different world, two different places that we didn't know each other, right? And and then we fall in love. So these are two strangers that happen to fall in love. I don't know why is it that. Um, um, there are certain animals that mate for life, right? Was it um, penguins that do mate for life, if I'm not mistaken? I don't. There are, but there animals, are some animals right? that okay. do. Yeah. So my point is, why do they do that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. So I think love stems from love is a label of a word that we put to it because just like we use numbers and and human beings have been using different kinds of symbols and and lettering and markings for communication. So just so we now have numbers and letters and. It's just an evolution, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't come from the basic core of taking care of your own instinctively. Um, but you know, you meet, you know, you meet a woman or someone meets a man, and you don't know them, and, and then you meet them and you fall in love with them. So that part's interesting. But what even is like? So I've been in a few relationships. I've said I love you to the women. I I think I like. I feel like I've loved them. But what even is like? To me, I guess, when I've felt that and when I've said that, it also I believe that you can be in love with like a lot of different people. And there's also different types of love. I like we love each other in a different way than you love mom. Correct. And I, and I think there's also a, there's, I do believe that there you can love, people can be in love. Like, you know, you get divorced and then someone finds somebody else and they love that person. So I 100% believe in that. Well, yeah, because I don't think there's, like everyone's like that's the one. I don't think there's a one for everyone. No, I think there are thousands of people that you could make a great life with and you'd be happy with. Well, I and you just happen to 
find one person you're like okay this one works well again it's it's labels it makes people feel better about do you think there's like a soulmate out there for everyone i'm gonna tell you a couple things so i i do believe that people can find more than one love because you see there's so many people divorced that are remarried and they love those people and i and i believe that i i i think there's so many people out there and and you can experience different things i do believe that there are deeper loves like for example um there could be that one true love that you have whether you're married to them or that one got away but there are different levels of love so and you have nothing to compare it to unless you know look when you're dating somebody when you say i love you it becomes you care about them it it, it could be just a word to just say how i feel it is like if i am willing to like put that person before me like if i'm willing if I need to do something and they need me to do something for them and I put their before mine, then to me, that's like, oh, I love the person. If I'm cool doing that, I yeah, don't know so, if that's so what everyone feels. So you love to be in selflessness. Right, because I'm not naturally a selfless person. So I feel like if I'm in that place where I'm wanting to do that for someone, then that must mean I'm an, I love them. Okay. That's my view of it, but I've only experienced it in Correct. that way. And you're only 20. So maybe... I've yet to experience the like what it truly is. Okay, looking at knowing you and being with your mom and l- looking at you and you're a little more practical. So I don't know if you you're not the most emotional person in that regard. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're much not. more black and white, <clears throat> which is good and bad, but I think when you find the one, you'll feel that love. So you think there is a one like there's no one person no no i'm saying the one that i choose you will know like for example the feeling i'm telling you i do not know how to describe it it's sort of like an intangible thing you can't describe it right see that's how we got in this conversation right but i'm telling you bronson you will 110 percent feel it there's no doubt in my mind because there's nothing like it you will not want to be away from that person you want to be with that person the entire time everything all that person is what matters to you um and and everybody has a different feeling. Remember, you're part. I think we as human beings are part nature, part nurture. We're born a certain way with a predisposition, and we're nurtured a certain way with a predisposition based upon our parents. You know the environment. So some people are more sensitive and and emotional. Some people, like I said, are you not that you're not sensitive, but you're much more pragmatic and mature about I'm it. I'm not sensitive, right? Which is bad. Like sometimes it's bad. <clears throat> well, I think that you sometimes it's been yeah, negative in my life. I think that you need to right. You need to. Maybe I don't know if it's a, if you're really that way. If you're just, it's a guard. I'm sensitive to other people. Like I'm, I feel like I'm very empathetic. Like I, I am very good at reading other people's emotions and not hurting feelings and and being aware of feelings. Like I'm good with that. So I know I'm not like on the autistic spectra, spectrum. You're not a dick. <laughs> no, but like I'm aware. I'm I'm I have compassion and I have empathy towards other people but to myself like i'm never really hurt by things like never but i'm Bronson, not sensitive Bronson, in my emotions but but you're which is probably not good Listen, no no let me let me explain this you're 24 you live this good sheltered nice life yeah okay we created that which is good and bad that little bubble but we chose to do that to give you a best life and protect you so there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have enough experience. Right. I've lived out there. a very easy life. Well, knock on wood, right? We don't yeah. want jinx, and that's my superstitious in me. But my point is, um, <clears throat> do you remember when you were three months without the job? 
and you started losing it a little bit, and you started mm-hmm. down yourself, and you you weren't That's depressed, true. but you were going to that little. I, I was probably depressed. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. So you were going through that little depression stage, and you sort of, I don't think you were depressed. Let me explain what I feel as. And you didn't know how to handle it because it was the first time in your life you didn't have your, what I call, mojo. And you started questioning because for- I, I, I know why <clears throat> I felt that way. I can go into it, but keep going. Why did you feel that way? This is my outlook on it. And I tell people who are younger than me, like who are- All right, so let me, can I just yeah. set, set yeah, the yeah, scene? Yeah. So Bronson's living in LA, doing great, supporting himself, doesn't want to take money from his parents- He's living a good life. Things are good. And in LA, when you're in the film industry, you go from project to project. So when he worked on the Kaminsky Method, then he did Ford versus Ferrari. Then when that movie ended, he went back to Kaminsky Method, second season. And you got to get picked up um, for the next project. So it's a very you're, tough- You're freelance, basically. Yeah, a freelance. It's a very tough industry in that regard. And he, he did very well. But then it was a period before he ended up working, getting his job with Appian Way, he goes ahead and- he doesn't have a job for a three-month period. Three months, nothing, okay? Keep in mind, he is now 22 years old out there, or twenty, maybe close to 23, and he has money. He has parents that will help him, and there are plenty of people in the world, especially when you're young, you go a long period of time without a job, and when you're older, you get a job. Like I would say, all kids are walking by the age of two. They're all talking, so whether they develop at walking 11 months or 15 months, it doesn't change anything. But you started getting a little bit down on yourself, which is normal, okay? You started losing your mojo, which is normal. You got a little bit stressed out, which is normal. And we as your parents, and I'll let you go into, you'll tell me about why you got that way. <clears throat> but we as your parents said, were saying, don't worry about it. This is normal life. People go in between jobs. Shit happens. That's why you saved your money. That's why, you know, we'll always help you out in those ways. But you didn't know how to handle it. I know why I didn't know how to handle it. Okay, I, and I, I want very to talk, much know why. Because mom and I talked about it, so I want to talk about that too after you say why, because we never had this conversation. So I want to hear your view. I know it. why I didn't, and I t- I've told Bryson Burke, my brothers, to expect it, like what I'm about to say, and I've told ev- like I, everyone who's going through school now, I, I tell them this experience. Go ahead. When, whenever this comes up, I don't just bring it up like if it comes up naturally. In the world and the culture I grew up in, this doesn't apply to everyone, but it applies to a majority of America, let's say. I can't speak for the world. You're born, and then from, from the time you enter school, from the time that you can really think for yourself, <clears throat> four or five years old, to 21, let's say. So for two decades, the first, every day of your life, for the first two decades of your life, the world you grow up in is structured for you. There are... You, the, there's a plan laid out. You go through kin, pre-K, kindergarten, lower school, best middle school. Hard, well, I'm right. not even talking about that. I'm just talking about, let's say even the lowest, like someone who doesn't have all the privileges. Okay. Still, they wake up every morning and they know I have this place to go to and I'm going to do that for 15 years. No, I'm going to do it for 12 years, right through 12th grade. And then most likely I'll also have four years of college. So in, in lower in elementary school, you're you're taking all the classes and you're learning stuff. And then in middle school, you have the goal of getting into the AP classes in high school. And you always have goals set up. You have the tests next week that you know is scheduled. You structure. have structure. the final exam at the end, right? You have all these benchmarks and goals that are that are given to you. You don't have to do anything. You show up, you open your eyes, and there are goals set for you. 
then you're in high school and the goals get even more concrete. It's like, I have to do well in this class exactly on this test so that I can get into the better college. Then you get into college and it's the final, the, the midterm, the essay, the final exam, blah, 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 all of that to get the better job. Then the day college ends, there's you're no, like shit. there's no goal that's set for you. There's no structure to your life anymore. Well, there is. The goal is to get a job. Right. But what is that? That's not, the goal is to get a job. And then that's, that's such a big, a big responsibility. But yes. not even that. Like that's, there are, there are unlimited paths to that goal where the goal of getting into college, there's one path. You, you do well on your SAT. You do well on your common app. You do the extracurriculars. You do well in school and you get into college. Right, there's one path to doing it. Getting a job is an un- there's I no path. <clears throat> I get it. So then the day you leave, there, every day of your life up until that point is set up for you, is structured, and then you're what I say is you're basically set up to fail. You're not set up to enter into the rest of the world, which is your real life, because then you have 80 years of that kind of life with no goals, no structure. See, I don't know. I completely think I completely, dis- I understand you feel the way, but I disagree with you. That's, I think, that generation, I think that you're set up to succeed. All that stuff. School does you. not teach you to succeed in the real world <coughs> at all. It teaches organization, teaches certain things. So, so continue. Teaches you how to memorize wait, shit. Wait, like, wait, it's, so school conti- is such so a waste. Continue, so continue, Bronson, with because well, that's basically it. So then you get out into the real world. So you have your job. And you learn there's no path. That right, but wait, wait, wait. Because so you have your job. You got you got your job. You you graduated a year early. You're moving in LA. You're supporting yourself. You're doing that for right, a so year So that was and still the goals uh, were wait, there for no, me. No, not the goals. It's called life. They're not goals. You cr- you created those things. Correct, right. So now, so now you're this mature kid with not a lot of life experience, right? Because that's what it came down to. So let, let, me, let me explain... So, let me explain where mom and I felt. What Are you done? I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was just going to say, I agree that it wasn't a lot of life experience, but I also think it's just, I, I, I was not prepared. And I think I was more prepared than the majority of people. I do agree with and you I on that. And I still found myself, and I, I was fine with it. Like, I'm, I'm, I was never, it was never a problem. Where for some people, it's a problem. Uh, it, it. it. Was a different side of you that we've ever seen because right, but it wasn't a problem. Well, I wasn't like spiraling out of control. No, Bronson, of course not. Listen, no, but that's what I'm saying. So I was even more prepared than most mentally and physically. Okay, and I still found myself shocked at how little my first two <coughs> decades of life prepared right, me. But Bronson, let me let me explain. See, this is where you your generation looks at things from a strict analytical way and what you knowledge that you get of the internet and so forth and the computer as opposed to reality. And that's why life experience is a huge teacher and we can learn from life experience. Okay. So what happened was the problem was everybody in their life goes through unemployment. People don't know what to do, whether, and what I mean, whether you have money and you don't make money, whatever it might be, and they go through what's called tough times in life. Everyone in the world goes through, through ups and downs. Whatever those tough times are, is the difference to, it means something different to everybody else in the magnitude. The difference is how you handle it. Okay. So what happened with you, and this is part mom's, mom and my fault, because on one hand, we want to shelter and give you this sort of good life, which is what we want to do as parents, try to give you a better life than we had and create this, this bubble, so to speak, and we're glad we did it. 
when adversity came, because you very rarely ever faced adversity in your life, you and your boys, right? When adversity came the first time, when you said, holy shit, I'm unemployed now, what, I can't get my next job. I called, that's what I said at the beginning, this mojo factor. As a man, you want to feel like you're providing even for yourself because you sense self-worth. You, you are taught, especially as like a young man and like a boy throughout your life, I can't speak to the female side of it because I'm not a woman. But as a boy, you're taught that like your self-worth, and I'm not saying you specifically taught me this, society teaches you this, that like your self-worth and your purpose comes from what you do in your life. So if you're not doing anything with your work, Correct. you don't have self you don't have purpose or self-worth. Okay, that's but, the problem. Okay, well, see, I don't see it as so a problem. So I felt like I was like I'm unemployed, I can't find a job. There what am I doing? I have no okay, purpose okay, in this Bronson. world. Now, let me say this. The job aspect and the self-worth and purpose has nothing to do with economics. That I'm for, I agree. But 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 people probably I'm think not saying financial me, at all. Listen, but people might think based on the prior podcast that I'm equating that to wealth. It has nothing to do with your economics. I'm talking about everyone in life to sit there all day and do nothing and not get up, okay, and, and make today a worthwhile day. That means whether or not you're doing charity work, um, um, you're, you're giving back to the world, whatever it is, to give you some sort of self-purpose and a job. We all have to contribute. We have to make ends meet. We have to work again. So when you get up, that's why I say when people with the Zoom stuff now and people in their pajamas all day and work from home, I think you lose that sense of self-worth. It's that yeah, mojo factor. It's not factor. good for society right. as a whole. So, so my point is when you didn't know how to handle this adversity, because it was really the first time, let's say, let me finish for a second. It was the first time it was the first. I didn't say anything. You were about to. You were about to. I <laughs> yeah, knew okay, you were. On, so, because I saw your facial expression. We've been good with not interrupting this time, though. And I'm making going. a conscious effort, but yeah, yeah let me, me too. finish. Me right? too. So, so what happened was when you got a little bit what you thought was depressed, okay, I can, I'm using the, the, the term to mojo because as a man, and I can only speak from a man's aspect too. And we and you in this our household, your self-worth is by your productivity. It's more than just society. We taught you this as well. You gotta you gotta contribute, you gotta make money, whatever that is, whatever the definition of the dollar amount is. But you just can't sit in your ass because I've taught you boys since you're little, there's no free rides. So what happened was because you made money and saved money, and I said to you, Bronson, we're here for you. That's why we work. There's no reason. I don't want you to stress. You're a good kid. You're not a freeloader. It's not like you're like a, say, dad, only a lifeguard and, and, and buy me a Mercedes. You worked hard. So he said, this is what family does. And you didn't want to take the money for the rent for those three months. Right, because that's like demeaning <clears throat> my self-worth. Okay. But, but listen to me for a second. But, so I, I understand where you're coming from. My point, what I'm getting is, there's what about when I've had bad months in business? Even though I'm employed, I had bad months in business. There were times when mom and I, when we started our, our business and moved down to Florida, we were living off of the savings we had. There were times when I answered my phone in my office, I picked the phone just to make sure, Bronson, that was still a dollar tone because I wouldn't get nobody's calling me. So my point is the difference where when you're faced with that adversity, and this is part our fault because we sheltered you, and now you're more mature, and that's where life experience comes in. Right, you, and I think that was a beneficial episode for absolutely. me to go Absolutely. No, no. I, there was no harm, in, and, and, and I wasn't worried about you getting a job, because all kids get a job. But if I sat there and said, oh, Bronson, don't worry about it. Same thing when I when Bryce now is graduating Tulane next semester, and I say, you better get off your ass and get a job. I'm not there to let, I don't want to let them, you kids know there's always a parachute there, because it takes away your, it's like feeding the wild animal. I don't want you to have that entitled mentality. So 
How do I do it? By giving you a kick on your, in your ass, by pushing you to work hard, by pushing you to get, get off your ass and go out there and look for a job. Because I know in the long run, you we all need structure. Remember, Bronson, when you were busy doing your sports, busy doing your work, busy doing your, um, your 513C, and you were so busy, weren't you more productive? Oh, you de- I definitely am. Correct. So, so you don't think it's normal. Think about it for someone like me. If I, could I ever really retire my personality? Yeah, probably not. Right. So to, for me, if I was sitting there all day, and I'm a very much of a go-getter, in-your-face kind of guy, right? But even me, even me, if I had no place to go to, or if I didn't have a job, whatever it was, or a purpose for, to help me identify with myself, help me grow as a person, get out there, I would lose my mojo. I would be no different than you. I would start questioning things. So when people are unemployed, I get it. It's very stressful from on an economic and an emotional standpoint. And, and the longer you are on the like the, the downer hill, the harder it is to get back to up. get back up. But the difference is that's why you know in martial arts is a huge thing. One of the core values we learn in martial arts is perseverance, and that means we keep on going in spite of difficulties. Okay, that's the definition that we learned, and I've known that for 18 years now, that Master Song taught me. And I will tell you the difference between the Indians and the Chiefs. The ones that become successful, not economically, successful in life, is how you persevere in the times of adversity. Mm-hmm. So everyone has it. And as life experience, as you grow, remember, you're only 24, as you have different jobs and different experiences, different relationships, and you become more mature, you will see you will be able to handle those things better. Because at 24, I probably would not be able to give the exact same advice I'm giving you now as a 53-year-old man who has life experience, who has experienced adversity, who persevered through adversity, who's built our, our success of our family and things like that. Because it's how you persevere and how you handle that situation is what's going to separate you, Bronze, from one who just becomes mediocre in life, which just lives and coexists in life, or you become excel in life, whatever that means, which means you live life. And the difference between living in life or living life is a huge difference. And I don't know about you, Bronson, but I want to live life. I don't want to coexist living in life. And the Bloom Boys will do, hopefully do the same thing, but it's such a mental part of you just persevering and getting through it. And that's where I and mom knew you you were losing your mojo of not of feeling like a failure. And the more you thought like that, the more you got in that rabbit hole in quicksand, which doesn't yeah, benefit well, it's hard. You. And especially because it's something that I never experienced up until that point because why you were sheltered but but bronson think about sheltered and i'm also like a naturally like i'm naturally inclined to be a leader more i'm I'm naturally inclined to be confident have like feel valuable in myself and like be assured like be sure of myself i'm that kind of person like i i usually always find confidence and value in myself okay so so, so to experience like, <coughs> but Bronson, where some people naturally are the opposite of that some correct. people naturally throughout their life they're just born this way yes or the way they were brought up is to feel they defeated. don't feel valuable they, they feel, feel defeated on the low okay, on the but that's part nature and part nurture component i so think a Bronson, lot more nature so, let, so so let's talk about that for a second so for the 90 days the three months you were unemployed and you and you had a couple interviews Two or three interviews with the same exact with the same company, and you didn't get the job, whatever. And you're like, "Oh fuck!" Remember, we had those conversations, and then look how it worked out. You could not ask for. Am I correct? You could not ask for a better job, better employer, better situation, 
it's perfect for you. Right. It worked out for me. It doesn't work well, out for everyone. Okay. But all I can talk about is you. Right. I can't give the world the advice. I can only do, I, I can only talk to you. So my point is, so next time you confront with this adversity. No. And I've definitely through, like through, I mean, of course in life. Did you ever think you're not going to be employed? No, it's not about that. It wasn't, it was never about a, it goes back to the, like you're taught that your value and your purpose comes from what you're doing in your life. And if you're not doing anything in your life, okay, but it's that like, goes away. But that's kind of why I think that's part of the reason why through COVID and everything's suicide has been up so much, depression has been up so much because people are like, not only because there's unemployment, but also because people aren't just leaving the house. There's no, there's no meaning anymore. I in get people's it. Days. I get it. But I, I get it. But I'm, I can only talk about that experience that happened with you. Right. And so and going through that, now I know that like I can get through it and it'll be fine. Okay. Bronson, you unfortunately throughout the, your, your life, you're going to face adversity. You have to deal with it. Yeah. And, and remember, oh, and I never complained about I'm it. Not, it's not, I'm not saying it's a negative. I'm not saying you did, but I'm saying to me, and, I, and this is going to sound a little dickish, but you need to man up and get through it because you have no choice. You, and then when you get married and you have kids, you're going to have to be, take the leader role and get through it. You have no choice. You have to do it. There's no choice. You go one of two ways. Either you succeed through it or you go further down a rabbit hole. Become the victim or become victimless. That's it. And I'm not, and I know making general statements and making light of it, but that's the reality. So we, mom and I, we, we, we talked about, we knew you were going to be fine and we were always there to support you. And the beauty is, which hopefully people have in life, is when you go through these things, because everyone in life does, hopefully you have loved ones and good friends to surround you to help you because there's nothing wrong with that. Nobody should ever go through it alone. Not only is there nothing wrong with that, I think that's, Helps you. From what I've learned throughout my limited experience, that's the most important. That's like what it's all about, anyways. Yep, I love same same with us when we went in, in in life and ups and downs. Like the job isn't where you get your meaning from. It should be like how your relationships are where you get your meaning from with your Correct. family, your friends, your, your good loved friends, ones. Right. That's where. But like if, I feel that way now because I've matured into that way. But when you're just out of college, your whole life is you're taught. Job, job, job. Like that's where what your You're life right, is about. But that's what you. That's what we're here for. We're, not, we're we're family and friends should help one another. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And it's, there's nothing to be ashamed of to ask for help. No, definitely not. Right. I don't like asking for help, but I'm never ashamed to do it. I just so, so, I like doing my own. I like so that emotion. So we. So sorry. So when we got back to this, this started because of you having a certain emotional level. Oh yeah. And I think. As you mature, even though you're very mature, which is good and bad, I think, in a little mm-hmm. bit of certain ways. Okay. Even, so I think as you mature with, and I'm saying this with life experiences, you're going to find you have your emotions and you're going to find it's okay. And you're going to find, you know, um, like when we were driving back from, from California and you were on the road trip with us, you spoke to mom and I. It was just, it was a beautiful time. You spoke to mom and I in, I think, a way you never spoke to us before. It was so nice that you opened up to us about certain things. And, and we were very appreciative of that. Mom and I were talking how we love that vulnerability. We very rarely see a vulner, vulnerability side of you, which I get. But I think as you grow and have these experiences, Bronson, you're, gonna, you're going to go ahead and, and have this inflection of emotions, highs, lows, whatever it might be. And that's good stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. No, definitely. I, I like I've told you this before, but I lo- I feel like who I am now today, the way I think, the way I feel about things, 
is like the best version of myself that I've been my whole life. And I think a lot of that is because of life. It's because of more life that I've lived, more ups and downs that I've been through, all that. And I definitely am more open emotionally, like vulnerability. Look, I've seen you with your, you with Chippy. I've seen you with your niece and nephew. I mean, I'm not worried. You, you are. Well, I'm not worried about like not finding I don't mean love. Worried. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying worried, but I think that you, it's it's called life, and that's why your generation thinks they're know it alls, and and I don't mean sound negative, but you guys think you're know it all, and there's no better teaching life experience. That's my opinion. No, there definitely isn't. I I've grown and learned more in the three four years that I've been out of school than in the twenty years I was in school. <laughs> I mean, we were talking. I know we've been through, but you need it. It's 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 unfortunate, but it, it needs to be changed. You need school, but it can be so it can be so much better. I don't see. I don't know. I got. I think there's bigger fucking issues to fry in the in this world. See, I right don't now. because every every human goes through this the education system. So if you make that great, then all those people go through, and then all the problems get solved. <clears throat> but I think that. Um, I can't worry about everyone else. I'm saying I can only base it on what I know, what I see, and my children. You, you, you're gonna be fine with them and stuff. But that wasn't that was the only time I ever saw you get down on yourself. Only time. But it's okay. It is what it yeah. is. Part of life, and and it was nice to see that you are human and you have uh, that I'm human. That you're human. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we can forget that sometimes. Weirdly, that's actually a great segue to what I wanted to talk about next. Actually, well, there's some really Big news, depending on who you ask. I think it's maybe not big news, but I think it's really interesting news that came out this week. And it's like legit news. It was picked up by every, like it's going to sound conspiratorial and bizarre, but it was picked up by... Conspiratorial. I never heard that. That's interesting. What? That's a good word. I like Like it. Something that's a conspiracy. You said it so fluidly. I'm impressed. Well, thank you. I went to college. (laughs) (laughs) So this week... The former is... I'll just read. This is from NBC News. This is a headline of NBC News. I'll just read it because it doesn't even sound like this should be a headline. It says, Former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. A galactic federation has been waiting for humans to reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. That's a headline from NBC News. Interesting. It's wild. I I think it's... And you read the article. I've read multiple articles on it and like forums and boards on it to see what like the real people say. And fill us in for us us listeners. So this guy is now 87. He's old. He was the head of the Israeli like space security agency. Which would be the equivalent of our NASA. Space Force, kind of what Space Force is now. We didn't have that until a couple of years ago, but like it's like NASA, but more of like a, from a security point of view, a task force. Maybe. No, just more of like a military, like the military side of NASA, not okay. like the science side. Um, he's the former head of it, and he has come out saying that aliens have we've known about aliens' existence for decades. We've been working with them. The Israeli government, the U.S. government, governments from all over the world have been working with them for years. There's a galactic federation of aliens that exist in the universe, and we're not ready to join yet because we're too busy like fighting with ourselves. We're not one unified species yet, so we're not ready to 
partake in this galactic federation. So they've sworn the governments of the world to secrecy because we're not ready. And when one day we'll get there and then they'll be able to share technology with us and we'll be part of this federation. Um, and he also said there's a secret base under the surface of Mars that American and aliens have been working together for years, like to share scientific research and stuff. Um, and so, I mean, who knows? He could just be a senile old man or he could be like, you know what? I'm fuck it. I'm in my old age. I don't care. I'm on my way out. I'm going to say the truth. And if someone takes me out, they take me out. And based on what you've been reading, what's your thoughts on it? Cause it's a little scary. No, I see. I, I don't see it as scary at all. I see it as cool, especially the fact that... Well, cool, but it doesn't they, mean it's not scary. But if they exist, right? If this Galactic Federation does exist, they're clearly not evil because otherwise they would have wiped us out already. So if we, they've been working with us for years, I don't find them scary. If, the, if they look at us and they're like, oh, you guys just aren't ready yet. You're too juvenile. Then I don't view them as scary. I view them as like godly. Because they're the ones who are more powerful than us and who are just waiting for us to reach the potential. They could have just wiped us out like an anthill and just stepped on us and not even cared. So clearly they're not malicious if they exist. It's interesting. But what's even crazier was that the um, former Canadian Minister of Defense, so like we have the, Depo- the Secretary of Defense in America, who's like the cabinet member who basically is in charge of the military in the U.S. The Canadian version of that also confirmed everything that this guy said. The former one. He's also like in his 80s. Listen, I think it's very scary. I do. I mean, I have no way to verify it or not, but and, and I don't know. And then how do you, they communicate with one another? And we've been on Mars. Isn't that, no, we've only had rovers on Mars, correct? To our knowledge. That's true, too. Right. But Elon Musk is going to change that. That's his plan. Yeah. Who knows? He could be an alien by himself. And he can, this is all part of the plan. I don't know. I would love for aliens to exist. I I don't know if I believe in any of this story that has come out, but I would love if it was true. How cool would that be? Why? Because that's the ultimate. There's nothing more important in the world than if life exists outside of this world. Why? Because that would be the most, it would change everything we know about ourselves. There's literally nothing more paradigm-shifting, groundbreaking of an idea to us than there is confirmed other intelligence elsewhere in the world that originated independently of us, and now we can learn from them, and they can learn from us. That's more important than than anything, because that also low-key kind of disproves that God, disproves a God. Why would or it disproves, do, it disproves why would it in dispro- religion. Why would that disprove religion? Because in in Western other species well, out there, I don't know if I, I don't agree with you on that. It, that was my phone drop. Sorry. In Western religion, like Judaism, Christianity, Islam, the Eastern religions have a different view of it. But in Western religion, we're the center of the universe, and we we are the universe. Humans are the most important thing. We were created in the image of God, and the earth is the center of everything. Like this was what the world is. So if other intelligence originated completely elsewhere, 
hundreds of millions of light years away with a completely different history, completely different style of evolution, completely different culture. Um, they might even, like, we view the world, we think we view the world in the right way, right? Like, we see we see everything through our eyes and it gets filtered through our brain and we're like, that's the way the world is. But that's not true. There are animals on this earth that have eyes that can see ultraviolet rays, they can see infrared. So they literally would look at the exact same thing you're looking at and see a completely different thing than you're seeing it. So like, there's no such thing as real reality that you can experience. You're always experiencing it through a filter. So like these, if there's another alien, they could see a complete the world in a completely different way. Well, yeah, I mean, that's very deep. I don't know if that necessarily does away with religion. I mean, of course people would always... I, I think that the life force, what that means, I don't know what it means, if they're people, tall, short, intellectual, not, but I don't think... Well, also, it might not even be a physical being. There could be life that exists that's just some ethereal... Gas? Right, that doesn't have... That's just like one collective f- consciousness, right? Like we, like my brain is different than your brain. We're not connected consciously. There could be a life form out there that's millions of different bodies, but it's all one consciousness. So it's one brain. That's you know, there's Who it knows? could be anything. Wow, we, you should you should do some sci-fi movies. Seriously, you're very creative with that. Well, no, that's like a known thing, oh, like I a collective know. consciousness. Me, I don't know that. I mean, ants low key kind of have something like that. The there way are, they communicate and everything. Right, there are species. Birds, when you watch birds, they have a mimic gene. I don't know all the science behind it, but you watch a flock of birds fly and they all know at the exact moment when to turn, right? And so it looks like it's one thing right. all shifting in the sky, but it's actually 30 different animals. There's some, there, it's, they call it the mimic gene. I don't really know what that means, but there's something that birds have that we don't, that they can kind of communicate without speaking about certain actions, what to do. Hmm. Interesting. Crazy, but interesting. Do you think those articles and what you're hearing from these elderly gentlemen are true? I, I, I don't know. I, I I would like to think they're true. I don't I don't know if they are or not. I, I just what I believe you, wait, aliens you talk exist. About your gut, what's your gut tell you? My gut is that there's not a galactic federation that we've been working with. I just think that the governments of the world aren't powerful enough to keep something like that under wraps. Okay, there would be a leak. Right, like, the governments of the world are just made up from humans, and humans are stupid. Right. Like, humans are fallible. You know, we make mistakes. So you don't believe there's this Federation of Mars, but you believe that there's aliens? I definitely believe that aliens exist elsewhere. And I would like to think that they would have come here, but who knows? Who knows? It's interesting. It makes good conversation, right? Because it's, it's, I think it's a little scary. I really I feel do. like that kind of stuff is way more interesting than all the political bullshit that we deal with. That's another thing people think, though, that this is just that, well, there's two thoughts. There's two schools of thought. One is that slowly over the last couple of years, which is true, there have been drops of information on aliens. Like uh, factual, reputable sources have been dropping things. Like earlier this year, the Pentagon released four 
uh, declassified videos from fighter pilots of UFOs. I'm not saying UFO is in, it's an alien piloting it, but UFO in terms of unidentified flying object. Right. That the Pentagon came out and said, we do not know what these crafts are. And they released those videos. So there have slowly been info drops. Over is that the- what I saw you showed me? Yeah. Crazy. So some people think that they're preparing us to drop the big news, that it's all true and, and it's all out there. So they're putting out little nuggets of, of information so we don't just have a meltdown. Because if you turn on there's, CNN tomorrow there's and there's there, an yeah. alien standing there with Donald Trump and saying, we exist, we've been here forever, uh, we've been working with humans for thousands of years, yeah, and our the name world is, would explode. Our name is Biden and Harris. <laughs> The world would explode. And Pelosi. Well, that's very interesting. I don't know what, I mean, it makes you think. It's. I find it a little bit scary, personally. That's just me. I'm not a poet. What, what about it is scary? That, and that's going to sound ignorant, like the movie Transformers, of, you know, the, the power of the unknown, and, and, you know, people fear what they don't know. That's just the humanistic trait, I think. You fear what you don't know. So I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in our government, whatever your political views are. I don't have a lot of faith in our government. And it scares me that who knows if our entire freedoms could be taken away in that regard or say, it's just the unknown. That's all. Right. But that's why I feel like if this Galactic Federation already existed and had been working with us for decades, if they had the power and the, the desire to wipe us out or enslave us or whatever, they would have done it already. Why would they be working with us? Who knows? Who knows? If this, like, they have a leader that's someone that's a humanitarian, and it's the leader in their office. What if they don't cabinet? have any leader? What if? Or what if they do, and then it switches over, and they have a, a tyrant? Who knows? Right, but that's a very human. You're I, anthropomorph. I'm only, anthropomorphizing. Well, okay, fancy word, Bronson. You're putting human traits onto but something well, that's I can not human. Give, when I give my opinion on something, you ask me well, why do I fear, and I say I fear people fear the unknown. And I've given an example, so I can only put my human traits on it because I am a human being. So it right, makes but I'm sense trying to say to think. I don't. No, I'm not. No, no, Brian. I'm they not wouldn't act in a act. human way. Who? But you. But you. But you don't know if they have a hierarchy. No, you know, I don't. Look at animals. Animals have a hierarchy. They're not right, human but also, beings. But we evolved with animals. Every animal it, on my, this earth and point, us evolved together. But my point is, people and animals and different things, even insects with the with the queen bee or the or the or the or the queen ant whatever it is they have a hierarchy so you know and and pack animals and other kind of species there is they're just a hierarchy so maybe there is and if that's the case who knows listen i don't know and and being a control freak like me when i'm not in control it's i don't love it so i i don't know i'm not worried about it. i'm not losing sleep over it. i find it very interesting what you brought up to us um, but I, but if you ask me if it were true, it does concern me. It's a little bit of fear. I get you wanting, you like it, the excitement. I get it, but I don't know. I think we have enough. America has enough to worry about. In addition, well, see, to- that's where I disagree. If that was true, if multiple species of aliens existed all over the universe and were all working together and came over here and in- introduced us into their galactic federation. It would it would make all our problems moot. It would make everything meaningless that we find meaning in on Earth, because it would sh- like 
it would show that there's so much more than just hours like being stressed about work like it's so meaningless i don't know i think it would i mean you know like i think it would probably be beneficial for society as a whole i think it would unify us if an alien spacecraft touched down tomorrow and revealed itself to the world it would unify the whole world yeah i do that's like watchmen you know watchmen the comic not the movie because the movie changed it but in the comic or the graphic novel, whatever you want to call it, the bad, quote-unquote bad guy, um, to end the Cold War, he created a, a fake alien, dropped it on Manhattan, and like destroyed Manhattan. And then that unified the whole world against the common enemy, and it ended the Cold War. And it was all fabricated. That was like his plan was to end the war, was to create a fake alien invasion, scare all humans into working together. So maybe we do need something knows, like that. Who knows? It's an interesting topic and it makes you think. But unfortunately, it's one that we'll never be able to prove until it actually comes out. Right. That's why we just... It's hard when there are just a few people who are saying it. It's like you either believe them or you don't. And you think you would know more, hear more about it with the power of the internet. Yes and no. Like, I hear a lot about it because I'm looking for stuff yeah, like never that. On. I'm never on it unless it's for business. Right. Like, you're not on those parts of the internet. Correct. Where I am. Like, I'm reading all the fucking forums and the yeah, Reddit you, threads about like that, that stuff. You, you find it interesting. That you want more knowledge related to it. And so, also, I think, more your generation. And that just that stuff is so much more interesting than, like, the political bullshit and division that's going on. I know. It gets exhausting. But the only reason why sometimes when I get triggered on the political bullshit is, like, when we had mom's friend over and the mother and then we I, we've known her and we love her and she's such a sweet woman so nice we were over for dinner the other night and she literally and it's okay they're democrats and liberals and it's i get it it's fine i respect it but i couldn't but then the minute she told me she loves pelosi and cuomo and de blasi i fucking lost it i lost it i, I had to literally go inside it triggered me and that's, right, but that's like you're a liberal snowflake dad but someone yeah. said they like something and you physically couldn't handle it so you had to go inside you because, were because because that's what you hate about the other side i get it but nobody can fucking like look at you yourself who who's more liberal and easy going said de blasi should be arrested no i said garcetti same difference I, but because i live in la i i see it and feel that firsthand um well they shut so down every restaurant everything like that that's all shut down whatever i don't want to get into that it upsets no me. but the difference is i know i'm right so I know. No, I'm you right. think you are. No, she's fucking crazy, and he's an asshole. You don't know you're right. Hundred percent, I know I'm right. She's fucking crazy, has no fucking clue, and he's an asshole. Destroying the fucking city. Why are they destroying the city, Bronson? Aren't they buying up the real estate? These people. Yeah. Have you not looked into it? Why don't you tell the listeners about that? Well, I mean, in New York specifically. They're, this is based on research, right? You're doing research. Well, on it's it. just factual. It's not like it's just a thing it's that's not happening. Your, it's not your opinion. It's literally it's not my re- opinion. You've been researching it, and this is that. And also, remember when she brought up two days ago when she was over? Said I don't like what Trump did when when he separated the children from the parents when they came over from the borders. And you're like, well, that was not Trump. That was a one hundred percent factually done. That process and procedure was put in place by the Obama administration. Yes, and he must follow that procedure until it's changed. Correct. Yes, the the cages and everything were literally built by 
the Obama administration. It was under Correct. his years. Right. I what were we talking about the New York? How New York? Why things are being tanked? Exactly what they want to do and why they're doing it. Well, so the facts of it are, De Blasio is specifically targeting specific neighborhoods um, and declaring them red zones, and then that means that businesses can't open there, uh, which then basically tanks the neighborhood. People then move out. The, uh, the restaurants, the housing markets go. The housing market goes down in that neighborhood. The rent prices go down, and there are a bunch of like vacant stores. Because people go out of business. Buildings. And then it's factual that the city has then been buying those buildings back once they're low. So like once it, people have been moving out, once the storefronts are vacant, uh, the city has gone in and the, bought them when they're at their lowest rate in decades. The city themselves are buying this real estate, knowing they're going to get so a fire those the, sale. Those are the facts. You can extrapolate that to a whole bunch of different ideas, but then none of that is provable. That's all. That's all theory. Well, they're tanking the real estate for control and to buy it back. Gotta love that. And every, whatever, Bronson, it's so it's so exhausting. It's all, it's just unbelievable. Fucking stupid people are. Yeah, they really are it, so it, stupid. Let's in in other news. Let's not yeah, talk about politics in, stuff in because news. we've been talking about so much politics stuff, and I'm bored of it. It's just okay, especially just in the whole world. Like I'm bored of every conversation nowadays. Any dinner you sit down to with people, people you see all the time, people you haven't seen in years, it always goes back to like politics and COVID stuff now. Yeah. And it's just like, it's oh, so the boring. COVID shit. It's last so night boring. COVID shit. Oh my God, man. It's like, we all are living in this world. We all are experiencing it. Let's like, I just want to go back to a time where you could just like talk about nonsense or even someone could bring up something and you just be like, eh, I don't really care about that. There's an, Everyone's oh, way too serious nowadays. Yeah, last night we had a couple of couples over and talking about COVID at dinner. I'm so tired of talking about COVID. It's enough. So we had so many things to talk about. And yeah, we, but we're, we're at an hour 10, so we should wrap it up. Yeah, but we wanted to talk about, I mean, I really want to talk about the whole, um, remember we said we were going to discuss the issue with parents living we'll, we'll save it for next week we should do that that's a great topic we'll, we'll, we'll save our other topics for next week but this was a good this was like an introspective slower more like thoughtful episode than the other ones which is nice to debate yeah, we can't always have it where where know, it's like rants me and you're yelling at each other right or or um doing something where um people get offended this was the this was good it was a more emotional episode not emotional i think we're just a little more intimate Intimate. intimate. Vulnerable not, and intimate. There was nothing emotional. Like no one No, I don't mean tear. emotional in terms of that. I mean talking about emotions. Okay, so so but it was more intimate, I think. Yeah. They get to know the you. The intimate episode. The intimate as let's do Bob Ross. Or ASMR. Do you know what that is? No, what is that? It's like a, a trend on the internet now where it's like an audit auditory thing. What does it stand for actually? Audit, auditory stimulation. Let's see. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Don't even know what that means. Um, Let's not end on that. That sounds annoying. No, it's like if someone talks into the mic like this. Oh, give me a fucking break! And they'll like, they'll like scratch the mic, and it's like they they do all these sounds, and they have mach- they have like tools that they'll do it, and it like I'll show you an ASMR video, and they like so that's gonna be a trigger for me, I'm sure. No, no, it's not like to make people feel good. Like you listen to it, and it like triggers uh, certain responses uh, in your body, and it and it. You know when you hear a noise or something and you get like goosebumps or whatever? It does stuff like that. 
But anyways, I don't, I don't it's know. It's like a that. meditation of some of the people. I don't know. Fucking people are crazy. So this, this was, was the intimate, intimacy episode. Into me, you see. Yeah. Good so, one. Right. You so, were the first one to come up with that for sure. I didn't make that up. Not even close. I know. I'm joking. So um, for everybody, again, thank you. Hope we didn't bore you with this. I think it was good. I think it was, like Bron said, a nice, intimate um, time um, to listen. We thank you next week. Right, Brian? One again for next week. We'll make a, we have some really good topics to discuss. We're on next again week. for next week, and then the week after. I guess we can announce. I mean, we kind of announced it last week, but the last Sunday of the year, we're going to go live and do our live holiday special. It's going to be me, you, and Bryce, and we're going to be in here, and it's going to be a video. Our first video episode is going to be streamed live on our Instagram and then posted the following day. You can and, do that. Yeah, we're going to stream it live, and so we're going to be on video. Could people call us? People will be able to see people's comments on the stream so people can... Seriously. And then people can call my cell if they want to. Well, you don't want to give you a cell because I don't want people calling your cell. Well, like my, any, all the, my friends who are watching can but call my cell. But there's people over. But I'll set, up a, I'll set up a number or something and put it on you the You could Instagram. do a number where it's just strictly for that, right? Yep. So, so and we'll have a you guys will be able to see our beautiful faces. We'll have a monitor. We'll be able to do all that stuff. And wow. So, so let's promote that. So what will be the, what will be the day? The, that's going to be December 27th. Which is a Sunday. It's a Sunday, and it'll be after uh, Christmas. It'll be after it'll be uh, after seven thirty p.m. Right? People have dinner. Probably. Yes, yeah, so we're going to have seven thirty because we want people home. It'll be a, a Sunday night special. Sunday night special. So, so marketing calendar. We hope you guys get a lot of we get a lot of support. We're going to keep promoting it. Right, December twenty seventh, which is a Sunday. Figure seven thirty p.m. Maybe a little later, or probably eight p.m. 8 p.m. is good, right? Yeah, maybe we'll go for two hours. Who knows? Right. Well, full live. We'll expect people to call in. That will be awesome. We'd love we'll, to have We'll that. be recapping what happened this year. It was a hell of a year. So we'll be going through all the shit that happened, our feelings on it, what we think is going to happen in the future, the next couple of years. And and so, and so we want to get some feedback from people. We don't mind having the dialogue with people to talk about it, to yeah. see their views. You know, if someone disagrees, whatever, and says, you know, they can't believe that you rather have the dick and eat the cake. You know, we're open to many different um, opinions. Yeah, so, so that'll be in two episodes from now. So well, I'm excited. We, yeah, we expect you all to be there. December 27th, 8 p.m. Yep. We will put everything on The live our, holiday special. Right. And we will put everything on our Snapchat. No, I'm, our Instagram. Instagram, sorry. It'll be streamed live on Instagram. And it's daddy underscore issues podcast. Yep. That's it. Yep. Daddy underscore issues podcast. Yeah. Love it. All right. All right. So, Bronny, I love you. Love you too. And um, this was interesting. I'm glad you shared that with me. I really am because I know you shared it with your brothers, but you never shared it, with, shared it with me as to what was going on. So, glad to be a part of it. Yeah. And we're always here for you. We love you. I know that. Love you too. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.